Hello everyone, I'm Jonathan Little. I'm here today with episode 278 of Weekly Poker Hand. Let's go ahead and get to it. We have a raise at 25.25.50. We are watching a stream that Poker Night in America put on. It was a whole lot of fun. Make sure you check out Poker Night in America, by the way. They have fantastic streams where the action's fun, the action's crazy, and it's also educational because they get a whole lot of the best players in the world to play cards face up just for you and your entertainment. So here we are playing 25-25-50. Lexi Gavin, the newest coach at PokerCoaching.com, opens it up with 10-8 of spades, which I think is perfectly fine. Notice Lim folds the King Jack in one of the blinds. Okay, so the action got a little ahead of me here. We have, okay, Lexi Gavin opening 10-8 of spades in the hijack seat. Oliver calls King Jack offsuit, and I think she'd probably be better off three-betting this hand. King-Jack offsuit doesn't play especially well deep-stacked, so I would probably three-bet. Whatever, she calls. Folds around to Daniels in the big blind with pocket sevens. Seems like a great spot to call, even though she does have only $3,000 playing 25-25-50. So, see the flop three ways. It comes 10-5-4, giving Lexi Gavin top pair, Dan, uh, Oliberg nothing, and Daniels a middle pair. So... This is a spot where betting the 10-8 is fine, but checking is also fine. When you're playing multi-way, you have to be relatively cautious when it comes to essentially playing straightforwardly, right? Like imagine Gavin only bets the flop with a hand like a 10 or better. Well, then she's really easy to play against, right? So this is a spot where Gavin's going to want to be betting her best-made hands and her draws. And she really doesn't have a whole lot of best-made hands or draws on 10 5 4 which means she wants to do a whole lot of checking. Also, I've been watching the stream a little bit, and Oliberg's willing to get after it. She's willing to bluff. So this is a pretty nice spot to check, looking to check call down. Um, normally, I think betting here is probably fine, but I, I like checking. Um, you want to make sure you're betting some top pairs and checking some top pairs, and usually you want to just bet your best top pairs, because when you bet your best top pairs, you can get called by worse top pairs, right? But if you bet 10-8 and your opponent calls you with a top pair, well, it's probably a better one, right? So you're just putting money in poorly. So this is a spot where I definitely like Gavin's check, and I think it has a whole lot of merit. You may say, shouldn't she be betting this hand for protection because she doesn't want an overcard to come? Well, she doesn't, but at the same time, she also wants her opponents to bluff, and she wants to keep their ranges really, really wide. Turns out, top pair with a marginal kicker does great against wide ranges, but not so great against tight ranges. We discussed this thoroughly at PokerCoaching.com, by the way. If you have not signed up for your completely free trial, go there and get it. You're missing out. <laughs> All right. Turns out Oliberg does bet. I do not like the king-jack bet on the 10-5-4. It's just so easy for Daniels to have a reasonable hand. And it's also very easy for Gavin to have a reasonable hand, especially if we know she's checking some top pair type hands. So in this scenario, Oliberg bets 375 into the... How much was it? 700 pot? I guess that's fine. I think you probably want to go ahead and start polarizing your range a bit in Oliberg's shoes. So I guess I'd bet bigger, like 700, looking to bet pretty big on the turn. That's going to get a little bit more folds out of the marginal made hands. And when you do get called, um, there are going to be a lot of reasonable turn cards where you keep betting. But okay, she goes small. Now Daniels decides to call with the sevens, which I, I guess is fine, but this is a pretty tough spot because... Your decision depends a lot on what you think about Gavin's strategy. Now, if Gavin has a lot of top pairs in her range, then you probably just want to go ahead and ditch the sevens immediately. I know that sounds very tight, but 
multi-way, you should be pretty cautious. Of course, Daniels probably knows that Oliver is getting after it a bit, so she should be calling more often than normal, and same story for Gavin. This is a spot where if it goes bet call normally, this 10-8 with a backdoor flush draw is probably fine to call, but if it was something like 10-8 with no backdoor flush draw, I actually don't hate folding because you should be against two strong ranges, but that's not what's happening here because the opponents are playing a little bit loose and aggressive, so I like the call. Also, there's no real point in raising here for Gavin. Some people would think, oh, you need to raise again to protect, but if you raise and get called, you're going to be in a pretty bad spot. Turns an eight. Hello. Lexi Gavin now has two pair. Daniel should check. So now, does Gavin ever lead? And I think the answer is just no. Um, because if she does lead here, first off, she could be against 7-6, which would be a disaster. And also, if Oliberg is bluffing, then she'll stop bluffing, right? Like, she has King Jack drawing dead. She's just not going to put any more money in the pot with this. So especially if you think Oliberg is going to be betting very frequently, I like a check. And, and I would just check here pretty much every time. All right, pot's $1,775. Let's see what Oliver decides to bet. By the way, I think this is way too loose, way too splashy. I'm all for bluffing. I want to make that clear. I'm not saying you should not be bluffing, but what I'm saying is you should be bluffing with hands that have equity. And right here, you want to be bluffing with stuff like Jack-9 or a, a hand with a 7 or a 6 in it for a gut shot, right? Here with King-Jack, even if you improve the top pair, you don't love it. So... That's usually how you want to be bluffing. You want to be betting with a polarized range, including your best hands, like two pairs, top pairs, sets, stuff like that, and then also some bluffs that have showdown value, or that have equity. Also, often bluffs that lack showdown value. And, like, King Jack lacks showdown value here, but it also just doesn't have much equity, which is why you'd rather be betting with King 6 or King 7 or Jack 9 or Queen 9, something like that, where if you do get your perfect card on the river, you can get a value bet in, and when you miss, you can continue bluffing realistically because your queen eye or whatever doesn't have showdown value. Anyway, she has 750, about 40% pot, and I really don't like this size because if you think about both Daniel's and Gavin's range, it should be a whole lot of top pair type hands. So are top pairs going to fold to a 40% pot turn bet? I don't think so. So if they're not going to fold to a 40% pot turn bet, then what are we trying to accomplish here? I think in this scenario, if Oliver is going to bet, she wants to be betting bigger. Maybe even like an overbet. I mean, you're trying to get top pairs to fold, right? So if you're trying to get top pairs to fold, you, you need to go very, very big. And it's kind of tough to do given Daniels is relatively shallow with only $2,400 remaining in her stack. So anyway, now facing a 750 bet, I do think the sevens should fold. I mean, maybe if you can get two, like a hand like pocket sevens and a hand like pocket sixes to fold, it's maybe okay to bet small, but I don't know. Doesn't seem like it's going to work all that often into two players. Heads up, it could be fine, but betting small into two players as a just stone bluff usually is not such a great idea. Um, Daniels does like to call, and this is a tough one. I mean, if she thinks Gavin has a whole lot of ace highs, like ace jack of hearts or something like that, the check called flop, I guess calling makes some sense. You do have the gut shot with the sevens. I don't know. I don't love the scenario. It's pretty dicey. Anyway, she does decide to call. Tough spot for sure. And now, does Gavin call or raise? Well, she has the best hand almost every time, but the problem is that if she raises, she may get called only by better hands or mostly by better hands. Like right here, will Ace-10 call you? I don't know. It's tough to say. Will 10-9 call you? Definitely not. 
Will pocket sevens call you? I would presume not. So whenever you raise, you're getting called mostly by really good hands. You have to think that Oliver is going to three bet jacks or better preflop. So that means she's going to have a whole lot of sets and a whole lot of top pair type hands that are drawing thin. And every once in a while, she's going to have the seven six for the straight, right? So I think very deep stack is probably fine just to give up a little bit of protection in exchange for not running into a scenario where you lose a ton of money. So I think if we were shallower, like say everyone was 5,000 deep, I would just be all in every time. Because then if you run into the nuts, well, you're going to pay off the nuts anyway. And then there is a little bit more merit in just like getting it in against ace-10 because then ace-10 may not fold to a raise. So Gavin does call. River is the ace, speaking of ace-10. Daniels probably recognizes she cannot win. She checks. I think Gavin should also check. Some players make the call, uh, make the play of check calling flop and then check calling turn and then leading river, but I do not like that play at all. You're going to find that check call, check call lead or check call lead really only makes sense when the river card heavily favors your range. And once Gavin calls the flop and the turn, she probably doesn't have a whole lot of ace high in her range anymore. And even then, like ace jack is not the nuts on the river, so. Gavin should be checking pretty much every time. And now, does Oliver go for the river bluff? <laughs> I guess if I found myself here, I would strongly consider it because King High is clearly not good. And you have to think that both of your opponents have a whole lot of marginal made hands like pocket jacks, pocket tens, well not pocket tens, pocket jacks, pocket kings, pocket queens for Gavin. Maybe hand like king 10 for Gavin, queen 10 for Gavin. Maybe pocket sevens or sixes. Maybe hand like... 8-7 or 8-6 suited backdoor draw. It's a whole lot of marginal hands, right? So I think this is a spot where Oliver should strongly consider a big bet. The tough thing about this is that Daniels only has 1,650 behind and the pot's already 4,000. So if Daniels has like anything, she may just put the call in. <sighs> tough spot, right? This is why you don't really want to be in these scenarios too often. And when you bluff with a king high, you often end up in these spots. Well, king high, no draw. So, I don't know. I, this is a spot that I'm not all that studied in. But whenever you end up with a hand that's near the bottom of your range, bluffing is very often a consideration. But this seems like one that's pretty prone to fail. <laughs> Oliver does give up. And Lexi Gavin's going to win a nice pot in a spot where... Well, she probably knew she was winning this hand a lot whenever... It checks you on the river. She wins almost every time. So there you have it. Lexi Gavin ships a nice pot. Let's take a look at how these players did. Lexi Gavin, solid 2,400 winner, despite bluffing uh, triple barrel bluffing it to Oliver. If you missed that hand last week, by the way, uh, go back and check it out. It was a lot of fun. So that's going to be it for today. I want to thank Poker Night in America for letting me use their footage. I appreciate it. If you ever have a chance to play on Poker Night in America or just watch their stream, check it out. It's always a lot of fun. I've commentated there a few times and played a few times. And it's always a real treat. They do great work. So that's going to be it for today. Good luck in your games. Have fun. Click like, click subscribe. And I'll be back next week with another fun episode of Weekly Poker Hand.